Welcome to our first episode ever of the Mr. and Mrs. Smith podcast, where you're going to hear um, two people who just happen to be married for 15 years going through life together and some lessons that we've learned and um, experiences and whatever else we feel like talking about that day, really. It's um, a poor man's excuse to have a day date, I think. That is awesome. <laughs> and I'm Diana Smith. I'm the other part of the, the Smith. I promise to talk at some point. Maybe. <laughs> Just kidding. He likes talking. Did you notice the intro? It wasn't even part of it. This is going to be a great time. And my name is Nick Smith. I'm clearly the one that likes to talk the most <laughs> during her podcast that she wanted to create. Um, so I think we'll, the way we'll start is we'll just kind of tell you a little bit about us and um, we'll go from there and kind of see where this thing heads. So why don't you go first, my dear, and, uh, and explain your goals maybe or your, um, your thoughts and kind of who you are. Oh, well... Um this Mrs. Smith over here wanted to start a podcast. It's actually been on our hearts for quite a long time. And I think in the last six months, we even just started to research and play around with it. And we just wanted to give back some information, like some friends and, and people would ask us questions and things like that. And it just felt so honored that we can make a difference by responding or giving some sort of lifestyle advice or whatnot to the community because why not not that i know anything or have it all together but 15 years in i could probably say a few things maybe i think that's the the cool part about it is we've uh we're super young when we got together and we've been together for almost 19 years total almost 20 almost 20 years total like i said and uh and then to just be able to kind of share the things we've been through and and you know we have three amazing kids um 13 10 and 4 so we have um, gone through some things with them and to share what they are doing and what's going on in their world. And this is kind of our way to, to get our voices out and um, help in any way that we can, but also to have some fun too, because we're not just, uh, we're not a marriage counseling couple. No. We have no formal training. No. We've read um, half a book or two. Ah. And so. Uh, this is just life. Just life. Hashtag life. Just, just, it's just life. So. <laughs> it is. But I mean, who do you go to if you really want to know if someone went through something? You want someone that went through it also. So that's who you ask. I think what you meant to say is when you're going through something, it's nice to have somebody in your corner that's already gone through that or something similar to where you can bounce some ideas off and share your feelings. And one thing we've always stressed together is being a, a judgment-free couple. So I think that's one of our strongest attributes is we don't care about your past or your history or what you're going through. And we believe in redemption and second, third, fourth, and fifth chances. So uh, we just, we like, to, we like to see people win. I think that's a good way to put it. We like to see people win and uh, we're still figuring it out. So sometimes my advice might be crazy and, and whatever, I don't care. Um, don't take it then, but you're going to hear it. Lots of grace and no judgment, but, um, yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah. So I thought we'd, uh, start today on our first episode, obviously 
our world is in a crazy, crazy place right now, and we're probably never going to talk politics or much religion on this at all. Um, that's not what we're here for, but more of to talk about our uh, our quarantine life. Um, clearly, when you run out of things to do, when you're shelter in place, you start a podcast. Um, to be fair, we kind of thought of the podcast way before quarantine shelter in place, but... Um, you know, here we go. Quarantine shelter in place podcast. You never know the things that come out of a quarantine. <laughs> We've never been in one, so. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But, but I mean, like, people are baking who've never baked. People are getting crafty. Like, our daughter, our 10-year-old, mm-hmm. has become this, like, aspiring painting artist. Um, beautiful things. And she is so hard on herself. She's such a perfectionist. But... Like, those are things that she would have not had time to deal with because she is a very busy 10-year-old girl. And between school and homework and soccer, which is her life, painting was not on the thing. So I'm so proud of her for venturing out and trying something else. And even with Matthew, the way he started writing. He started He started writing, writing, creating Marvel characters and really exploring the other things that he finds interest in. Even, Even riding his scooter and his skateboard, like... His life has been school and baseball since he was eight. Yeah. So to have this break, it's been nice. We've done a lot more family things, a lot of projects around the house. Um, We have gotten some projects done. We did some experimenting on the Traeger, learned some new recipes there. So it's really put us in a a different position as a family. Can we sidestep real quick? To where? Can we talk about projects? Because I think that's a great topic. Like, that's a natural topic. Projects. Ladies. I'm just curious. Don't laugh at me. This is serious. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like there's many different types of husbands out there. There's the husbands that are, like, at this great idea in their head, and they go out of this project full force, and they finish it, and it's like, ooh, ah. And then there's husbands out there, and I'm sure there's other types of poop, but number B, number B, letter B, (laughs) letter B. The letter B husbands, they start a project with this great idea and this huge vision, and and then squirrel there's another project and a huge vision and then squirrel i just want to know is your house half done all the way done i just want to know what love is (laughs) i love you and we did get a lot of projects finished during quarantine so that's you know i think that some good has come out of quarantine i feel like you are looking at it in the uh most negative light possible and i consider myself more of a visionary you are a visionary, babe. And, and, uh, and a planner. And, uh, and I'm, I'm great at starting. I'm really great at starting projects and about 80% completion of the project. And then I get bored and I find something else. Or I just don't have time for the finish work, which is usually the most important stuff that takes the most patience. And if you know me, uh, me and patience aren't best friends. No? No. No. Oh. So... So when it comes to that kind of stuff, uh, it does get a little bit more difficult for me. But And fully admitted, I struggle at finishing projects, for sure. But I'm probably in the mass majority. You think so? Now, that doesn't Most mean I, husbands? That doesn't mean I don't get the projects done. No. I just don't finish them myself, right? So you have to be fair on both uh, sides. Well, actually, I think you finish most of your projects yourself. I think I just end up having to nag usually. But just not in the time frame that you find acceptable for that project to be done. 
Well, I feel like I have to give you a like a due date, like a teacher gives you a due date, and then I think you're the kid that comes in asking for extra credit at the end of the year. It's like it's okay. <laughs> like it gets done. I still give you really good credit, but <laughs> you're the one that's like, let me like knock out an A because <laughs> an A. I, I'm just I trying got to that, pass. Get some extra credit. <laughs> Man, an A. No, but great. that's that's actually that really funny because in school, that's exactly how I did things, right? I would procrastinate. I would not finish my schoolwork. I wouldn't turn in my homework. I wouldn't study for tests. And then it would be grade time, and I'd have a week to get it to a passing grade. So you were the extra credit kid? And then all of a sudden, well, not I wasn't like, oh, I love extra credit. I was more like, please, teacher, can you give me some extra credit so I can pass your class? If I don't pass your class and and take this report card home, it's not going to be good when I get there. So if you care about humanity and my future, (laughs) you should probably give me some extra credit and allow me to rectify the situation (laughs) and we can all live happily ever after. Rectify the situation. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I worked hard all year long. And then can I tell you when it got to the end of the year and the extra credit kids, it was almost like go right ahead because I'm not touching any of it. I'm done. Like whatever I got, I got. I couldn't. I was so tired by then. That's why we're such a good team. Is, is you hold me to task. Really, that's, I don't really bring a lot to the table, but you oh, really hold me, you hold me to task to get us uh, to where we need to be. So that's funny that you bring it up because I never thought of it like that, but that is 100% how my mind works and how my brain works is, is to, to not necessarily set myself up for the best finish and then have to hammer it out to survive well i'm gonna i'm gonna disclaimer that because you being an extra credit kid you also know when to like put the slide that extra credit in when it counts like a really big surprise that i'm like blown away by it's like so many extra credit points that i forget that it took so long to finish the side yard or something like that right right yeah because the, the the project it ends better than you had anticipated. So it's like, oh, I forgot that that took eight months for you to finish the last two and a half hours of that thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good. I feel it's really awkward when you stare at me the entire time. I'm looking at, <laughs> I feel like I should expect your responses, and I don't. I'm like looking for your response in your face. Can't find it. Anyway. I'm like Lady Gaga. <laughs> so something you will get to know about us. I think he's funny even when other people are probably rolling their eyes. Which is also probably why we've been married for 15 years. Because if you can't make your spouse laugh, man, then um, that's where you got to start. If you can't laugh at each other and with each other, uh, it's it's not fun. It's not fun to be around that. And so I think that's uh, a strong, strong part of our relationship is how we don't take each other too seriously. And, And when we were younger, it wasn't like that. Right. In the beginning days, we were not we were not like that. Uh, at all so now to be able to laugh at each other and have fun with each other or at each other's expense and don't let her play this facade if she doesn't give it to me because it comes my way just as much as, as I give it um, so I think it's 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 a huge aspect of our relationship definitely and a learned practice not a natural one for me like but- when she cuts me off mid-sentence I just learned to stop talking so that she can jump in because the idea she has in her brain is only going to last about four seconds so That's she has true. to get it out See? See, then I would forget. Oh, my gosh. I do it. <laughs> grace, people. Lots of grace. I'm the worst. I wouldn't think of it. I know. That's why you cut me off when I'm speaking, oh, that's... articulating these thoughts in my brain. That's so rude. I'm sorry. 
It's okay. See, we're yeah. learning even through this. That was a tangent and a half. Yeah, where were we even we're talking about? We're on shelter in place and quarantine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, we went off on a tangent. No, because you brought up the projects. And, oh, and you know that's stuff. a soft spot. Look at my daughter's peeking around trying to see what we're doing. They had strict instructions to stay in their room for 30 minutes while we did this. And we're 12 minutes in and one already came out. Can't handle it. So, yeah, that's um, parenting. And not the little one. We would not expect the little one to do that. Nor ones. should you put the little one in a room for you 30 minutes by herself. Just because, yeah. That's bad parenting. <laughs> the old ones with their uh, electronics, they're fine for 30 minutes. They don't even look up in that amount of time. Shelter in place, though, we were talking about the good that has come out of it. Mm. Oh, from let our me family. tell you, yes. My, not maybe not my favorite thing, but one of my favorite parts about shelter in place is the drive-by birthday parties graduations uh the parades like the the parades are the best they're fun to go to because you don't have to sit around for three hours at, at someone's house and with kids everywhere wait time out you love going to parties you're the most social person i've ever met in my entire life i never said i didn't like going to parties what i said was you don't have to sit around somebody's house with a bunch of kids Oh, it's the that's, kids that's, running around like they're distracting that's, you? That's where that's where I was going with Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. But um, the parade is, is awesome, even when you host them. So we did, like, Matthew's birthday, who turned 13 in the beginning of the quarantine. He got kind of... Uh, hosed. Hosed. That's the word. Yeah, he got hosed because we were, we were pre-birthday parade with him. Um, we, we weren't visionaries in that we sense. So we were not did, visionaries. We did a very small dinner family thing, and um, that was it on your 13th birthday. And that's kind of a big birthday, right? You become a teenager. Um, but when the, uh, the four-year-old's birthday came around, we did the parade, and it was probably 20, 20 minutes long. And we had cars going two and three times around the block. Uh, playing different music in the in their cars every time coming pure joy on that little four-year-old's face yeah I, I can't even her expressions were amazing yeah it was it was like uh i want to say i wanted to say euphoric but it's not the like her enthusiasm was just pouring out of her. It was like when you're the sensory overload kind of excitement right where she couldn't control herself and she didn't know what car to go to and how many times she had to say thank you or to who or to, you know, like it was gifts everywhere, candy being thrown out of cars. Um, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun and then it's over. And then it's over. But and 20 minutes of pure, hectic mayhem, mayhem, fun, craziness to where you're exhausted after. Yeah. Like, cause it was yeah. so much yeah. packed into 20 minutes. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm, I've never experienced anything. Like I'm that. a big fan of those. They're, I, I they're a lot it. of fun. So we did the, we did the eighth grade one for Nico. That mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. Well, it, it was fun for Nico. I just, you know, I think we have to sidestep again. Okay. I do things big, right? Like I feel like I have to overachieve at certain things. So, for example, our niece had her dog's birthday party. Yes, it was a dog birthday parade drive-by. And I had dog treats to throw out. We blasted who let the dogs out. I forgot about that one. We had the poster boards. Like, you go all out, especially since you have a 1.3-minute drive-by in your personal vehicle. So, you got to let it all come out. 
So I am very specific about my drive-bys. And apparently a good shotgun rider in your car needs to actively participate in in the drive-by, right? Like, okay, for example, so for poor Nico, his uh, graduation from middle school, his friend, you know, his guy was in the passenger seat of my ride and... Is he a scrub? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I think that probably would have been the most friendliest thing I could have said about him at that moment in time. He was a scrub because this kid... I had a package of candy to throw out at him. There was balloons, his card, like we were blasting Post Malone, congratulations. Like, I mean, I am doing it big. He hands the poor kid, here, here's your, here's your candy. <laughs> oh, you, dad, you wanted me to turn the volume up? Like, yeah, kid, turn the volume up, blast that trash. Oh. Throw the candy at him like it's like raining money. Like. Yes, and then you hand him his card and say, congratulations, bro, I'm proud of you. Like, that's what you do. He just sat there like, what? No clue what What? was happening. So I was a little disappointed. Okay. In him, not in the parade. Oh, the parade was amazing. Yeah. No, in my my family vehicle's performance. Oh, yeah. No, it was definitely... uh, very underwhelming performance by the Smith family in that one. Yeah, um, I feel like we owe him. But another I feel one. like I feel like we kind of, we owe him another one. We're we we need to just do drive by gonna... in the middle of the night. Hey, Nico! No, 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 because your right. son still won't talk. He won't. But uh, but He's we we did it so far over the top with the dog one. Like we had our own dogs in that one. We did. We, we had our, our own dogs. dogs in the back of the truck mm-hmm. with dog treats. Like, yes. I mean, it was, we had signs for the dog. The yeah. dog doesn't read. We had signs for the dog. Well, we all know. Well, just like the birthday parade, like, you're showing, even some of our friends would come, right? You're showing, like, camaraderie okay, with let me your say friends it, let me say it this way. The dog doesn't have an emotional connection that way. So when you give a four-year-old a sign, and it's a big cardboard sign, and it has bright colors on it, there's a reaction, an emotional reaction to that. <gasps> oh, out when of you the give, subject, yes. Well, yeah, when you give the dog a sign... Like they're gonna pee on it. Like it's not a big well, deal. That's, so that's my point. point. Is you went, you, we went, you went so above on that one. Like you're not gonna hit a home run every at bat, right? So sometimes. Oh, you know what? And I got in the car late for Nikos, right? I just pulled up from work and switched cars. So if we had a different seating arrangement, probably would have had a better. It outcome. probably would have been better. And it was on Madeline's side of the car seat. Oh. side of the car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it was they live on the wrong side of the street. oh yep so it comes back it was to being actually their the fault. fuentes family got their it fault for, the, for buying that house well, <laughs> well you know what i i put a mark in time on our podcast of how long it would take you to do a sports reference oh that was good how long did that last yeah it was like 18 minutes before that's impressive i actually am intriguingly impressed like hmm because you still are learning the depths of my personality and my uh my weaponry i come with i don't know how to explain yeah, it yeah no but no i'm i really don't know a lot besides real estate and sports so you're right well i was gonna just fraudulently mark you for that one because the reason is if sports were on i think that would have been two minutes in i think you're getting a little uh lackadaisical in your sporting well, references yeah, more mm. more pop culture reference. I did mention Lady Gaga pretty early. You did mention yeah. Lady. That that's not normal for you. No, no, because I've had to expand my horizons because there's no baseball, and so it's put me in this weird position of growth when I didn't want to grow. So I have to learn other things to 
become obsessed with. And I'm not obsessed with Lady Gaga at all. <laughs> Let me make that clear. That's hilarious. Yeah, at all. But it has, but back to the shelter in place, it has drawn different things out of different people, right? Like, right. I started reading again during the shelter in place. There's time for that. We've become closer as a family. We've had more family dinners. Like, I even revamped the way I run my business in that shelter in place. Like, a lot of things have changed. You've expanded your horizons. You nailed down getting this podcast going. You've dove deeper into your interior decorating. Like, we have used this time instead of putting our head in the sand. We've kind of um, pivoted into oh, other arenas. And there it is. That is the quarantine word for the yeah. Smith family. Pivot. Pivot, for sure. Mind you, I love that word because it references friends in my mind every time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Pop culture reference from my childhood. But anyway, so friends. Yeah, no. I mean, hashtag pivot. But that is the was Smith family. Was that like family. a show? Well, friends was the show. No, I, <laughs> I understand. Oh, guys. I understand the show was Friends. People are cringing. An episode. Sorry, an episode. Use the wrong word. An yeah. episode mm-hmm, was on pivoting. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> oh, I'll make them watch it, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Pivot. You, you keep no. saying, guys, like there's actually going to be people listening to us. I think there are. <laughs> We're hopeful. You know what? Yeah. Even if I just think I'm funny, it's a good time. Um, yeah, we'll talk about pivoting later, honey. It's okay. okay. Um, no, shelter in place, some good things have come out of it. And I'm glad that we focused on that first, because obviously some not so good things have come out of quarantine and shelter in place. And it is continuing. We're three months in now that we are recording this and it's still here and it doesn't look like it has any signs of stopping. Um, the governor just, was it yesterday or the day before, like masks are required in California. That's, um sucky i work in the medical field and i feel like i'm suffocating with a mask on for a long period of time like i want to wear a mask in a hospital room and then come back out and take it off i don't think i should have it on my face all the time so it's rough i get the point i'm not disagreeing with protecting yeah, you just got cost us all eight of our viewers right there i know right no Stop i agree opinion. with it i just the mandatory when you walk outside i'm like dang it that's yeah, awful. it is over it the sucks. top in my opinion. It just sucks. But, but it, it does. It does suck. Not that it, I disagree. Yeah. It just sucks. Good, bad, and different. Yeah, it, it just sucks. sucks for everybody because if you know, if you're one of the people it's affecting, it sucks. If if you've been affected by it, it sucks. Oh, all around. It uh, just sucks. If you want to go out and just go to the store, it sucks. If yeah. You're, if you forget your mask, it sucks. So the whole thing sucks. It does suck. A, so masks sucks, and then you know what else sucks? I've noticed. He's giving me a weird look. I've noticed the amount of divorces that are popping up all over the place. Like Kelly Clarkson. Oh. Kristen Cavallari. I don't even know who that is. Um, the Hills. Never mind, guys. Sorry. He's just now getting into pop culture. Maybe we need to do like a throwback. No, 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 throwback no, no, night? No. no. no, no. Um, and then I think the one that hurt the most. Do we bring it up? No. Okay. We don't. We don't. We don't. It's too fresh. It's too new. I had to figure out who you're talking about, but no, I don't. I don't think we talk about it because I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. Not fair, not right. Yeah. And still painful. And still raw. Raw. Yeah. So it's not, we don't want to exploit that or, or. You know what? But it's not us. Yeah. We made it through quarantine. Well. <laughs> so far. Yeah. So far, so good. But you're right. I mean, it's definitely, you've definitely had to learn who you live with mm-hmm. if you've grown apart. You know, in life, like with us and our schedules and our kids being run around all over the place, 
rarely during the week were we ever together. One of us was at soccer. One of us was at baseball. We might meet for dinner that night, you know, or it'd be nine o'clock before we said hello. Like it was just, it was just so different before, especially before your shoulder was messed up and you were working more, right? You, right. Were, you were never, so you would go from work to practice. I would go from work to practice and then we would come home, scramble to eat something and then get ready to start over again. It was such a, a crazy schedule. So hectic. And with both kids playing um, tournament soccer and baseball on the weekends, we didn't see a lot of each other. So in that time frame, I think it's fair to assume that a lot of families that do things similar to the way we do even if you don't have kids in the picture and and you know the husband's working a full-time job and the wife's working a full-time job and they both commute five days a week or they're six days a week or their work schedules are off a little bit there could be days that you go without even speaking to each other not saying hi but sitting down having a conversation with each other so you can go days at a time without that and then all of a sudden without any notice the rug gets pulled out from under you and you know you're furloughed or you're laid off or you're both working from home all of a sudden now you have that that 40 50 hours a week that you weren't together yeah is added on top of it so i can see how that changes things and then they realize who they married or maybe they realized that they've fallen out of love right i mean over i mean i don't believe it happens quickly i believe it happens drawn out it's a long process to fall out of love with each other um but then they realize how different they are when they're forced to sit down together again. And then they come to that realization of you're not who I thought you were and you're not who I married and I'm not who you married and I'm not who you thought I was any longer. And then I think that's why the rise in divorces is going to be continue to go up the longer we are forced to be shelter in place, especially when the finances get tight. There's so many layers to it, right? So many layers. Like, you know, the, the finances get tight, your relationships get tight. You can't even go on date nights because there's no restaurants to eat at. You know, just now are you able to go dine out somewhere? So it's like you can never blow off that steam. Yeah. You know, it's 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 really challenged a lot of marriages and a lot of relationships, you know. Um, even for like, uh, you know, we, we welcomed in our first great nephew. Right? How hard is that to be 21, 22 years old and bring a baby home and everybody is quarantined to themselves or shelter and placing to themselves. And now you as a, you know, as a young 20 with no experience of parenting is forced into this role by yourself when you rely on your family in that time so much. I mean, even when, when we had our kids, either your mom was here all the time or my mom was here or some, one of their aunts or uncles, somebody was always here to relieve us and give us some time. So all those things, I think, play a huge part in of uh, in it of it's it's how difficult it really is for people during this time. Yeah. And it sucks to to, to see that happen. Your support system, they can't even support you, you, right? Yeah. You know, you're you're having a hard time, and, and the best thing you can do is Facetime somebody. You know, and that's that's half the connection, right? Like, Which Zoom, Facetime, all of those things are huge can you imagine this happening in the 80s like what would you do can you imagine that okay, landline? let me be honest hold on let me be honest oh if this was the 80s and there was no social media i wouldn't have shelter placed you don't think so no Not no because there's no way there's no way you're gonna there's no way you're gonna hold me accountable without like you know what i'm saying like it wouldn't be as blown up as it is i don't agree with you well let's try again <laughs> okay. Let me say it this way. Okay. I just don't think it would be as as mass as massive as it is. I'm not saying that that we wouldn't have issues or a pandemic, 
I'm saying it wouldn't be covered as much and people would be more f willing to go out and do things. And I would be one of those people without the information that we have I and without social media. I appreciate your perspective. Now you agree with me. I knew, no, I knew you'd I come around. No, I respectfully disagree. Oh, at least you're respectful this because, time. <laughs> because I think if you look at other things in history that happened when there was no social media, I think the more limited information actually makes you more fearful. And I think that's one of the most fearful things about this virus is the not knowing. The unknown creates that fear factor in you, I feel like. Like, for example, you know, the reference point that I wanted to, that I was thinking of when you were telling me that, that little cute story, was the missile crisis. Like, I think, what was that? Like the, gosh, when was that? The Cuban Missile Crisis. But they, I remember like reading about it and the fear and the shelter in place, like no one knows what's happening. And it was a big hot mess like back in history. And I think the fear alone and it broadcasting over the news and then like going blacked out. I mean, I think the phone lines would have been all tied up in our really long cords through from the kitchen to the family room, but I think it would have been more serious. And then, you know, you got Aunt Jane talking to Uncle Henry and Leroy out in the other, I'm just saying, like, Who? I don't know, these random people that I do actually have family members by those names, so I'm just, I used them. But like, hey, like what's going on? Oh, I think so you, you have think like the, the telephone. The, the misinformation would be. Yes, based on a very, very minimal right. You start playing telephone. Yes, I think it would create more fear. But that's my opinion, so I just disagree. So there'd be more fear if there wasn't, if it wasn't as covered, if it wasn't covered as massively as it is now. Yeah, I Because there'd so. be misinformation. That's what I think. So, I think I, I I don't disagree with you. I I, I think it, it would be in a way bigger that way. But I also think both of those things can be equally true yeah. in that in that time. Right. If we don't know anything and they're not telling us there's going to be people that are going to say it's not true or I didn't hear it or I didn't see that news cast. Right. right? I didn't read the paper today, so I don't know what's happened, you know, four days ago after they wrote it and got it to you. So they're not going to be as inclined and there's no social media presence to have people getting information. So I guess I think both of those things, you would be on one end of being scared and I would be on the other end of, I'm not reading the newspaper, so I don't You'd know what it is. You'd be riding your bike by my house and say, come on, let's go out here and hang out and play or what? You're like, let's go, like, forget it. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh yeah, no. If, yeah. if we had no, if, if schools got shut down and I was, I was in that, you know, that, um, late elementary junior high years uh -huh. oh guaranteed every day we'd be playing baseball all day guaranteed huh. every day we'd be at the park playing baseball my there's no way my mom would keep me in the house 24 hours a day there's no way she would be she would probably be okay if i got that coronavirus like get out of here but you're not sitting in here any longer yeah and i'd be sally shelter in place in my room cover right. my head with my pillow <laughs> and we would just meet at the park and we would know to be there and this is when we start playing, and then the streetlights come on, and we all bust at home. Like, I gotta go home. Yeah, that's They're how now we would have That's that's how we would have done it for sure. So, hmm. but interesting it's, perspective. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. So shelter in place has been it's been crazy, a crazy ride, right? And it's going to continue to be crazy. It is crazy. But there is you know some terrible things that have happened, obviously, and, and it's been hard for a lot of people. But right. I think I think if if you were willing to pivot in that time, it can be beneficial to your personal growth to your family's growth even to business growth 
I think you can really grow in those times because it makes people like me who, who run a crazy schedule and is always on the go, it forced me to sit down. And it forced me to look at what I was doing and how I was doing things. So it allowed me to, to have a lot of personal growth, especially in the first 30 days, I think it was 30 some days where we were not essential. Right. right. So it really forced me in that time frame to sit down and evaluate myself, where I wanted to be, where, how I wanted to grow, how I wanted my business to look, how I wanted my family to look. Like it really forced me to sit down and do that. So there has been good things about it. And I don't want to like minimize, you know, and people have lost family members and stuff like that. Of so course. I don't, I don't so want to minimize that at all. I want to talk about negative too. Yeah. Like obviously I'm it's not trying to paint this, We're just trying this to find weird this unrealistic picture no. like I'm very realistic in, in what what's happening find a little ray of sunshine exactly though, that there was there, some good that came there, out of it. there there has been and there will continue to be as long as people you know are okay making those choices to 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 take the benefits of it to take to turn the the bad and the negative into a positive and grow from it pivot always, yeah as long as you're willing to pivot there's no better word to explain it as long as you're willing to pivot in this time you can come out the other side bigger faster stronger and no, better. Yeah. It's not that it's not difficult or that right. we don't have grace when you just want to go in your room and 100%. not see the so light of day yeah, for a hot minute. What did it, what did it start at? It was, um, we had three, three words we used in our house, grace, patience, and communication. And we made it okay from like day six on to just say, I need a timeout. I'm done. And it didn't matter if it was us or the kids, if they needed a moment, they can, anybody can go in your room. You can close your door and be left alone until you had you know whatever time you needed for yourself to come back out and participate in life with the rest of us again so grace patience communication were three big words in the beginning that really helped us because there was so many unknowns and there was a lot of you know uh i don't want to say fear it was just more unknowns of how long what is it going to look like you know i originally thought it was going to be three weeks and i was like Shh, three weeks let me let me start some projects and not finish them and <laughs> boom back to life we go right that didn't happen. But, um, but no, here we are still in it. And we still live by those three words to an extent. It's, it's become a little bit easier now that things are opening up a little opening bit. Opening up, right. Exactly. And the kids are back doing a little bit of activity outdoors, you know, in the parks and open areas, being able to run off some energy and stuff. So those kids need to go outside and communicate <clears throat> with others. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. Anything else you want to talk about today? I think our shelter, well, I mean, we took a few pivots. <laughs> Get it? Okay. That was terrible. That was terrible. Sorry. But, Just um, the rest of the jokes to me, please. No, I, I think we did our intro and we talked about our shelter in place life. I think. Yeah, so next we have to figure out how to edit this, how to get it out, and yeah. what platforms to use so to I get it to So I think we have a little work to do, but yeah. I'm really excited to continue on because I actually, so much stuff in my brain I just want to talk about. You know, this is a really great way to hijack your husband when you want to, like, talk about stuff. So this could be interesting. Yeah, we could have Some total, meat and potatoes talk. We can have total family discussions or... Why not? You know, whatever. Yeah, you can yell at me. And we have witnesses. Maybe. Not, not, yeah, you know... There's nobody here but us. There's no witnesses. There could be witnesses. <laughs> Tim and Tom. One day. Yeah. Tim and Tom. We'll get into anyway. them later. Not today. Not today. All right. Let's wrap it up. I think we're good. Are you good? I think I'm good. All right. Any, any final thoughts? Um, Just love one another and have some grace. Oh, deep. Well, I think I'm going off of the subject of shelter in place. Because yeah. this has been what we've been dealing with for the last three months overall, right? Like, just... 
a lot of grace and patience, which I do not have every day. Nobody Most does. Days. Yeah, we're definitely human. I was going to go the other way with it and, and encourage um, when and if this is in the public. Like, the reaction to it is very important to us. The good, the bad, the ugly. I think we, we're open to hearing it all. We are, but so. again, have grace. Yeah, no, I say I say let it fly. All right. And, uh, and then we'll figure out how to get this out there to, to some people. So hopefully we'll do this again. Yeah. Because uh, it's just a date night. Date night podcasting. Let's do it. Okay. I'm in. All right, you guys. All right, guys. Have a good whatever you're wherever you're at listening and we'll uh we'll catch you guys on episode two of the mr and mrs smith podcast dun, dun, dun.